So on the show today, we got ourselves the drummer for a band called Whiskey Burn. He's a fellow Minnesota Blizzard baseball coach. He is former St. Scholastica baseball and football player. He's a, I don't know, semi-professional angler. Eh. No, no sponsors as of yet, but... He's working on it. He's getting there. And then a solid slash improving golfer is what I got. That's highly accurate. The last one is probably the most accurate. <laughs> yeah, he's getting there. Um, all right, man. So let's get into some warm-up questions. Yeah. Who's your favorite all-time rock band, being a drummer? Led Zeppelin. No doubt. Yeah, yeah Led Zeppelin was literally literally one of the first bands that like i grew up listening to before i was even like out of the womb my mom has stories like really yeah putting headphones around her stomach like led zeppelin albums like, is that right yeah 100 percent. wow yeah so i i i would be i'd be stupid to not go with led zeppelin what's uh your favorite song by them when the levee breaks yeah that one freaking heavy yeah with bonham just lead bottom bonham leading in there with it just it has to be that's freaking sweet uh what do we got personal best golf round i think my personal best golf round was an 80 at lester river golf course at where lester river golf course in duluth oh up in duluth yep yeah okay and I think that whole course isn't even there anymore. I think they recently sold. They had was that twenty-seven holes they used oh, to yeah. have, and then they sold one of the nines recently. So now they just have the eighteen. Okay, eighty's good shooting. Yeah, I don't know if I've gotten close to that since. Yeah, <laughs> you'll get there. It'll take a little time. Did you get some new irons too? I did. I got some Mizunos, JPX 919s, the Hot Metal Pros. They've been good to me so far. Yeah. So we'll get down there. Schmexia. What's your favorite show of all time? Oh, man. We'll go roundtable on this one. I'd say right now I'm pretty big into, like, Sopranos. Yeah. Sopranos is huge. That's what I was going to yeah. say, so skip me because it's the best part. <laughs> Sopranos is huge for me right now. Um, Entourage is up there, too. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, you see Breaking Bad? I never got into it. No. And I'm probably going to get... That's sc- fine. That's fine. I'll yeah. probably get scolded by all your listeners for that one, but yeah, I never <laughs> got into Breaking Bad. Did you try and just not like it? Yeah. That happens. That happens with a lot of shows that are popular to people. I've, I've heard that a lot with that show in particular. Like it takes like, for me, it took like three-ish episodes to like get all the characters and like understand what's going on, and then like, boom, it just takes off. Yeah. So you got to get through like three or four, just get through it, and boom. Right. It hits. Yeah. Same thing happened with Walking Dead for me too. Just couldn't. Yeah. Couldn't get into it. But everyone just. Everyone took off on that, too. Dude, Soprano is a great call. Soprano is an incredible show. The character development, as good as it gets. I think Dexter is a really good show. 
except their last three seasons were fucking complete abortions. <laughs> if really? they would oh dude, it was so good for their first five or four well, or whatever. What was bad about them? They started to get lazy with their writing, and I don't think they developed characters well. And shit would happen in the show that had no correlation between other things, and you just started to sit there and stare at it and be like, "You guys are getting lazy." <laughs> That's just my opinion. Huh? Yeah, I haven't gotten into that one either. Uh, what else we got? One thing that you're afraid of. Lip in a bass for you, Luther. <laughs> that is mine. Um, one thing that I'm afraid of. It's weird because I love being outside, but for some reason, like certain bugs just freak me out. <laughs> I can't. Funny, I can't like, do bugs it. Are fine with me. I'm good with bugs. I'm good with. It's weird. Yeah, I'm good with most. But fish. <laughs> different story. <laughs> You think fish are icky? Oh <laughs> uh, man, they get me. I don't know. Yucky. What it is. Yeah, certain just, certain bugs and insects, man. Just like spiders. Oh, beetles. Spiders. Spiders. I'm all right with. Uh, like the centipedes and I'm beetles and shit like that, man. Just a I'm out. I'm, with I'm you. out. <laughs> but like, I'm fine with, with like other stuff. I got a frog that lives on my little 14 foot aluminum br- bluefin. I haven't named him yet, but yeah. <laughs> really, yeah, that's pretty sick. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. Yeah, I found him. I found him last week. <laughs> yeah, that's huge. Uh, what else we got? Oh, the se- what is the second biggest fish you've caught? Because I think we know the biggest, right? Yeah, the biggest was the lake trout. Yeah, but for we'll sure. Get into that, we'll get into that. What's uh your second biggest? I might have to go go to the old instagram for that one um go to the well on it yeah that one oh man what would that be what was yours what's, what's your biggest? biggest i mean any species i i caught like a pretty good I barracuda in mexico it depends on that that's like, sweet for lake trout the biggest one i've ever caught and his is just gonna blow this out of the water but i caught like an 11 pound lake trout which is solid yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. By, by all accounts, like that's a pretty solid fish, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about why it's not that impressive in a little bit. I th- talk about yours. So I think my my second biggest all time, like inches wise, not just species, it would be it was a forty three and a quarter inch northern pike. That's a that's a fat northern. Yeah, I caught a forty seven inch muskie last year with Steffensmeyer. We talked about that. 47? On White Bear Lake. Yeah, I remember seeing the pictures. That's sick. It was uh, on a sucker minnow. Oh, were you just trolling like sucker minnows? Late season, and it yeah. T-boned it, and then started going away, and my buddy's like, pin it! Pin it! <laughs> we got him. It was fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Give him the onions. Absolutely. <laughs> Fucking pin it! <laughs> yeah, so that would probably be that'd be my second biggest, for sure. Yeah, we get, we're going to get into that lake trout later. Should we just roll into it right now? I mean, or do you got more? Because that's a... Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's do it, man. Since we talked about his lake trout. So, first of all, preface, tell you, you grew up in Duluth, right? Yeah, so I grew up in Duluth. So, I'm actually originally from New York. So, I lived from 1993 when I was born to 2000, first part of 2001 in New York, in Staten well, Island. Staten yeah. Island, New York. And then um, 2001, we moved to Duluth because my parents just felt that it was the right thing to do. We had family 
in Duluth, uh, family up in Thunder Bay as well at that time, and so they felt like it was the right thing to do. So moved to Duluth, uh, was there until 2017, and then moved down here. Um, but I didn't really get into the whole like fishing and ice fishing thing right away up there. It was kind of weird because you know I had a lot of friends that did it, but I was big into you know the sports. Sports took up most of the time, um, and then once I was able to get out a little bit more you know you get your driver's license and you have a little bit more freedom um yeah. so i was you know i started going out and doing those things with my friends that got into it as their lives progressed um so i didn't really get into ice fishing that much until and fishing in general until probably 15 16 um and then that's that's when the obsession and passion like it just clicked were you a duluth east yeah. kid i was a duluth east kid yeah 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 the cake eaters of the north is that the cake yeah is that fair <laughs> I, think, I think that's fair yeah i'm just busting <laughs> and then did you go to, you went to harvard on the hill for college i did yeah Scholastica. So, uh, Saint that's a, beautiful got all the nicknames yep i went harvard to duluth my hill. freshman year okay and then i ended up at mankato but anyway as you so let's talk about that laker dude i can't <laughs> i gotta rip the band-aid off yeah <laughs> so that's um i guess what do you want to know about well, it? Just all so of here, it. Here's what I'll say from from my perspective. One time I was just sitting with Luther and we're bullshitting, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Dude, check out this lake out lake trout my buddy caught." And I'm like, "Yeah, we'll, we'll see about that." And I saw it, and like I almost couldn't talk. And then I think I had to take four baby aspirin so I didn't have a stroke. <laughs> it's like the best lake trout I've ever seen. Like, let's talk about how you caught it, where you caught it, presentation, size, fucking give it all to me. Okay. So, I actually, I was going up to Duluth, um, just kind of, just to hang out, kind of had a busy, be, busy beginning of winter, and just got out of town, go back to my parents' house, hang out, um, me and the wife went up there, and I got a text from one of the guys who's in the Sup Dudes crew, um, hit one of his buddies who I've fished with before, and he's like, hey, I heard you're coming up to Duluth. Uh, we want to fish for cohos. We don't really know like what to do, where to start. Do you want to go out? It's like, yeah, sure, let's go. Bring your lake. Co- cohos? Yeah, coho salmon. Salmon, yep. Okay, yep. gotcha. So right around like that February, like end of February into March, and then even now, like we were last weekend, but we'll get into that too, um, they, they run fairly shallow. Um, and at the top of the water column. So when there's ice on Lake Superior, it's not realistic to get way out on Lake Superior outside of Duluth because of how wide it gets in between the shorelines. Um, so realistically, you're only fishing at max most years like a mile. Out? Yeah, okay. comfortably like a half mile, quarter mile, yeah. half mile. All right. Um, so we get to the lake. We get there. I was nervous about even just finding a parking spot because the lake had been locked up for a good week at that point and once people from all over the state get word that lake superior is locked up they go to duluth um so we got to the lake about 6 a.m start walking out and then you just start drilling holes usually what i've found for coho salmon is the magic numbers like 40 to 60 feet of water so starting 40 and then if you're not seeing schools rolling through then you just kind of bop around and move out almost like you would for crappie fishing 
Um, so we set up in 40. We had some schools of herring roll through some bait fish. So we were like, this is probably a good spot to start because most fish are going to be chasing other fish to eat, right? So we start there. I drill two holes and I throw my Laker rod down, which I had a tube jig. pink, yep, pink and silver tube jig with a stinger on the back, a little treble hook stinger on the back. Um, and I literally, I just threw that down and just let it sit maybe on three or four inches off the bottom of the, of the, of the lake. So I'm sitting there ripping a little spoon and I look on my flasher and I just see kind of like a big red blip off the bottom and I'm like, oh, so I put my little spoon, <laughs> put my little spoon down and for lake trout, they are aggressive and they're fast. No matter if they're three pounds or no Come matter up. if they're 25 pounds, they're fast aggressive fish and you have to match that if you don't match that you'll lose them so i pick my laker rod up and i jig one time just a long swooping jig and all i see is like a vapor trail on my flasher and that big red line at the top of it so i'm like oh shit it's go time so i (laughs) abandon everything else that's in my house i'm not even worried about what's going on anymore and the technique basically is you jig reel jig reel jig reel jig reel and fast yep and this thing met me about halfway up the water column and my 34 inch heavy laker rod was just bent to the bent to the handle so at that point you just hold on and you got to stay on them um and like i said if you don't match what they're doing or stay like the next step ahead you're gonna lose that fish so as much as you don't want to break off or anything like that you're gonna want to still try and keep that fish pin stay on them so for the first like five minutes of that fight i was just peel and drag the whole time that fish was just it went down and out and all i could do is just hold on and then as soon as you get a little bit of time to get that fish back you have to like you got to be on them. So you just got to keep gaining. Yeah. Yep. Just keep. Reel down, horse, reel down, <laughs> yeah. horse, horse. Yep. Yep. And, and then, this was at what time? This was, so this came about an hour. It came right after sunrise. So you guys like just got set up, got in the house and like pretty much boom. Pre- no, yeah. Probably um, like, like an hour. Sunrise, 8.30 um, that time or what time do you think it's right? So that was like February. So that was, well, I have those pictures are timestamped. So the pictures are at. 7:26. Got it. And okay. the fish actually came out of the hole at 7:20. Got it. So, okay. um, yeah, an hour and 20 minutes after we found the depth we wanted to fish, and we were we were hooked up, and it was it was pretty cool because my buddies came running over. So I didn't actually know. I knew it was big, but I didn't know how big it was because all I'm trying to do is I'm focused on trying to get that fish to turn its head the right way. Yep. And to get it in a position so my buddy can reach down and grab it. So in the video that I have, you just hear me say, is its head turning? Is it is its head turning? Is it up? Is it up? Is it up? And I'm freaking out because I can't see what's going on. He's looking directly right. over the hole to see what's going on. And then all of a sudden, literally in that video, the head, it's an eight inch hole. The head like squoze through the hole and then its mouth just like opened up and I, I blacked out at that point. I was like, I was like, there's no way this is real. So, because I, the whole week leading up to going up there, I was watching Clayton Schick outdoors, yep. who's a giant 
uh, lake trout guy up in yeah. Canada. And the way he sets his cameras up in his ice house, that's exactly what you see. You see just the giant mouth open up. And it's like, I, I mean, I'm getting literal chills just like thinking about that moment because that's what I was going through. I was like, I literally watched this guy do this all week. And now this is happening to me. Um, and so when it came out, you could see that that tube jig was pinned right in the top of its mouth. Just perfect. like perfect. The stinger was in there too. And it was, it, I don't know, it was, it was awesome. We got pictures. We got the fish back right away. Um, uh, it was, it was bizarre. Uh, when it, it went 15, 15, 10, so almost 15 and a half, uh, with a 21 inch girth and 37 inches in length. Dude, that's so big. 15 and a half, is that you said? 15 and a, almost 15 and a half pounds, yeah. So we're going to shoot. was an 11? Yep. Yeah, but, which is huge, but it wasn't, didn't look like his. So maybe Thick. mine was like a nine. <laughs> so what is like the state record you know off the top of my head i don't but I'm it's just... gotta it's gotta be in the 40 pound range oh wow like upper 30s probably we uh, got to get a picture of that fish uh on your on the on website yeah because i want people to be able to see it it's fucking awesome so dude we went and fished uh two years ago or whenever covid started i guess that was doesn't matter we went up to lake of the woods yeah. And then east, so we went up into Canada in a lake called Kakagi or Crow Lake. Yeah. And we took snowmobiles out. I was with guys who had done it before. It was my first time, but we'd drive snowmobiles out, and, like, everything you're talking about is, like, so spot-on accurate. We were using white tube jigs. For whatever reason, white works up there with those shield lakes. Mm-hmm. But so when he's talking about a flasher, he's talking about, like, electronics that show where the fish are in proximity yep. to your bait. Seen those, yeah. And, it, like, the, I caught a couple. No, actually, I caught one that trip. And, like, exactly what you said happened. When the thing starts coming, you'll be reeling, ripping, and the thing will just be eating water up. And then all of a sudden, wham, they smack it. And it's uh, – and I that one that I got up there was not – I mean, it was probably, like, seriously four or five pounds. And it was awesome. So you can see it and anticipate it. You can watch it coming up, the electronics. Yeah. Like he said, if you're not you – Especially gotta, if it's a monster, you'll for sure see it. It's you, got a yeah, it's big red – I mean, you know what's going on. You just know, and it's yeah. And when it hits, it's glorious, glorious. And it's, I mean, so that was that was my first one of that size. So like, doing it that aggressively was like I wouldn't have even thought to do that, or I would have had to do that. But the way that that fish came up initially, you like have to match that intensity. You know, it, like I, I oftentimes like I think about, you know, because we we coach together, and so like I think about matching another team's intensity. Yeah. So like literally with that fish, I had to match that fish's intensity. Like, because if I didn't, it would have either turned the fish off, or it would have missed because it's swimming so fast and I wasn't on par with it, yeah. and it would have missed and then got disinterested, and I would have had to work even harder. So it's like. So it's, it's a literal fight. You have to match it and then ultimately like well, and, beat and it. Yeah. He, he brought up something that was cool too with the fight itself too once you've got it hooked. So he kept talking about keeping it pinned. So you let the thing pull drag, right? It's going zzz, zzz. But then if you miss the moment where it stops pulling drag and you don't have it pinned up, 
that little that little bit of hook slack, that line slack, I was kind of telling you this with Bass last year, he could have lost it then too. It's almost better that you didn't know how big of a monster it was because it right. might change the way. I, I'm just, you know what I mean? Oh, no, yeah, 100% because like I, so that fish and you've lake trout fish before. So those bigger ones, ice fishing anyways, they, they come up like they just come up like a log yep. once they get tired. Yep. They don't come up like walleye do or yep. anything else like and you can just weasel their heads through. So you have to once the fish comes up to the bottom of the ice, then that's the next scary part because yep. you got to literally touch your line in most cases to try and move that fish back and then work its head up the hole. Yep. But because that fish was roughly 21 inches around, it's you know it's the math. You have to maneuver it. I didn't through. do great in <laughs> geometry, but yeah, it's uh, not yeah, it wasn't easy. But that's why it was nice to have someone there with me because yeah. he was telling me he was pretty much just directing. He's like, we got to come back this way or keep coming back or let him go. It looks like he's about to go. Um, so yeah. if he goes, let him. And then ultimately, he was there to grab that thing by by the gills and lift her out of the water now talking about all this obviously you can tell this dude knows what he's doing he's a good angler you and some buddies run a business right um it so we're not making any money off of it we're basically doing what we decided to do i think we started this probably three three years ago now i think um it's called sup dudes outdoors all of us there's five of us, myself and four other my friends, um, and we just love being outside. We love fishing. We love hunting, and it ultimately got to the point where, not that we got sick of sharing all of our photos with just each other, like we right. just we just wanted to be able to share all of it with whoever wanted to see it. Right. So we got together one night and we're like, "What do we? Why don't we just make an Instagram page and?" start making little short videos start sharing pictures of hunts and you know and fishing and just being outside and it it's got some traction uh it's definitely something that's continually growing and we're having a blast with it uh we all decided from the beginning like if it starts to become work then we'll either take a break from it or we'll we'll just stop stop doing it or yeah you're charged (laughs) right exactly um but yeah so that's that's been pretty fun um so far this year we've all done pretty well i went out last night on a local lake and did okay did got like 10 10 bass total um, i saw your picks you had some nice ones in there yeah and then got a couple guys over the weekend from the group one of them 750 hooked into a 47 inch muskie and awesome. then a couple other nice stocky fat spawned up bass so yeah this year so far is off off to a really good start. You We're going to get out, man. Me and you are going to fish. I can guarantee it. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not too it. far from you guys, so no, right. honestly. Paul, right? Yep. So so tell people where they can find you, too. You might as well plug it. So it's Sup Dudes. Yep, so it's at, that, yeah, it's at Sup Dudes Outdoors. Um, it's dudes with two U's okay. and then underscore outdoors. Got so it. the we the reason why we had to do two U's is because the other the normal way of spelling dudes was taken. <laughs> so we just then we figured why don't we just do sup dudes? Um, I love it. And sup that dudes. name that name came from there's a uh, um, fishing more outdoors. 
and he's from like up in the Brainerd area, I think. And he starts out every video with "What's up, dudes?" <laughs> so we always used to say though to each other, we have our group like our group chat even before we came up with this whole Instagram sharing, social media fishing um, experience. We all like that was the name of our group chat. So we were like, let's just keep it. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Badass. So, yeah, dude, you're you you're a coach too, right? You coach with Luther, so you're you're into a lot yeah. of stuff outdoors. You're into baseball. You play yep. football, football, whatever else, right? Yeah. So, I'm just I don't know. I'm going off the cuff here, Luther. I don't know what you had written, but let it rip. What the fuck is going on with the twins, dude? I want your take on it. Do you watch? Well, I'm, a, I'm a if, Met, I'm a Mets fan. Okay, so. fair, <laughs> enough, but, fair enough. But just being in our like, you don't even have to elaborate on it, but. Yeah. Uh, what? I don't know. I think it's – I don't even know if it's just basics of pitching and defense anymore yeah. or if it's really in the front office. Um, I know that we have good prospects. I know that we have really good pitching prospects, and I don't know where they are or if they've gotten the chances and burned through them. Um, but, you know, I – just like all the Minnesota sports, our time's going to come, right? It's just a matter of who's going to be managing that team, if they're going to manage it correctly or right. what the deal is. So let's wild, the they're Mets about the then. only. Yeah. That? Well, let's ask them about the Mets. Dude, you guys actually got a glimmer of hope, it seems like, now with the new ownership. Yes. Talk about that. So what new ownership, um, Jake DeGrom, they're finally give him a little run support. Um, yeah. yeah, dude, you know about him? Like, he... He like loses, doesn't lose. He just gets no decision, like one nothing. Yeah, I want to look up. He's the best pitcher in baseball, but he gets zero run support. Right. I, I but now he's up. starting to get some run support. It sounds yeah, like. I want to look up his all-time stats quick because it's actually outrageous. He's, so you're a Mets baseball fan. Yep. Are you a hockey fan? Yeah, New Are York Rangers. Rangers. Okay. Yeah. So you're stuck with where your childhood stuff was. Yeah, but I mean, you assimilate, right? Like, so I'm. Yeah. I'm still a wild fan. Like I'll, I'll root for the wild, but I respect it for sure. But if the Rangers were, if it's Rangers in the wild, playoffs, the yeah, yeah, okay, yep, yeah. So when I when we could go to wild games, well, we can go to them now. But when the Rangers, they would flip flop every year. The Wild would go to the Rangers, and then yep. the next year, Rangers would come here. And every time they came here, we'd go. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm a big Mets, Mets, Jets, Rangers. Wow, you so, took two. You, you went with some of the the dogs there. I gotta respect that too. It's it's all about how you grow proximity. up. Yeah, yeah, family. Yeah, it's a family thing. You're born into it. So. Isn't like the Mets Jets kind of hand in hand? Like if you're a Mets, you're a Jets. The Mets you, seem like the Jets to me. Like usually, the right. AFC and the um, National National League. League. Yeah, I've always thought that. That's what I thought too. Giants and Giants and Yankees. Yanks. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So usually, usually you're born into one of those families. My my aunt tried her hardest to make me a Yankees fan, but yeah, didn't happen. I stuck <laughs> with the Mets. Adam, I, I can respect that. Yeah, Piazza forever, man. He was good, man. Yeah, I actually played flag football with John Franco's son. Really? That's like my only claim to frame from he was a New good, York. He was a good player too. Mm-hmm. I remember a lefty too. pitcher, closer for a minute, wasn't he? Yeah, I think Is he so. Is the closer? I want to say. Yeah. I think he was on or my like RBI a relief, baseball game. Yeah. yeah, he was good. Yeah, yeah. Mets are legit. 
Mets are legit. I just feel they're like bringing... they're, from what I read about them, this seems like they're going in the right direction. The guy actually is willing to put money into them. Yeah, They've absolutely. Done some things, so, I mean, that's that's refreshing, especially when you've had some tough years. Did you see Kevin Pillar get hit in the face last night? I did night? not. Uh-uh. That was brutal. I read about it, but I didn't see the highlights. That was brutal. Nasty, hey? Oh, yeah. I saw him. As, I saw his like little press conference today. His face is all jacked up. They showed his face, too, just like, hey, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was what, just like, what happened? He got nailed in the face with a pitch. He got hit by a pitch. Like Square in the, in the eye? Face. Yeah, like right, like right up in here. Oof. Orbitals. Yeah, bad. Not yeah, good. multiple like facial fractures I saw. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Not good. <laughs> no, the twins, though. The bullpen, man. It's it's definitely the bullpen for sure. Yeah, when you have multiple highlights of Ostadio a year pitching, probably <laughs> not a good thing. Multiple. <laughs> Tortugs. He struck somebody out, man. Didn't he? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Throwing a 47-mile-an-hour bomb. Actually, yeah. did you see last night he gave up a 3-0 shot? I did uh, not. Yeah. So they were up 15-4. White Sox were. Ostadio comes in in the ninth inning. It's a 3-0 pitch. Dude just tanks one. Which I'm totally cool with, but like... The Star Tribune came out with an article like fans were upset. Oh, like, shut oh, That's so, oh, yeah. Right? Everyone That's, was booing. Yeah. Here's the, dude, here's the thing about that. It's like, just dumb. It's I, the big leagues, dude. It's the big leagues. And like these dudes who do this for a living, part of what makes them money and what they get paid on is their fucking stats. Right. I'm never yes. not trying to fund those dudes. I don't care what the score is. And guess what? I'll fucking bunt to get rid of your no-hitter, too. Suck it. <laughs> gutless. <laughs> Heartless so motherfucker. Many. That is just a gutless move. I love it, though. And I would I do it, it, and I'd fucking dive into head first, too, to beat the play. Anything. Yep. I, I love don't it. care, dude. I want to wreck your day. There's so many unwritten baseball rules that I don't yeah. agree with, like old rules yeah. that just, like, it's just, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of it. I, I was totally, it's like, dude, just find a way to be better. Like, if you're, if you're yeah. pissed about, you know, a 3-0 home run with, you know, down 11. Yeah. Like, Maybe don't, don't have Ossidio in. Don't have Ossidio pitch. Yeah, yeah. It's not, yeah. There's a lot of, you know, the one thing I'm glad that baseball cleaned up was the uh, not having to be within five feet of second base when you're turning a double play. Oh. Remember how bad oh, that got? Yeah. That got so bad that it was, like, embarrassing. Yeah. Did you, uh, yeah. And, and then, the guys, to your point, you didn't have to catch it. Yeah, they never the have to The transfer rule just snaps out. Yeah. Right. As long as it hit your glove, literally, like, and you, like, made some sort of half-assed attempt to transfer. I was like, oh, transfer. Yeah, you're okay. Just tip the glove. <laughs> transfer. Fuck. Yeah. And, you Wait. know, I'm actually, I like that the refs are, uh, or the umps, God damn it, I call them fucking refs. I like that <laughs> the umps season, are judged. It is, dude. I it's like rough. that the, the umps are judged now based on where they call a strike zone. We've talked about this before, but there used to be umps, like specific asshole umps who had, like, a brand. Yeah. Well, if Maddox es- establishes this outer half, I'm going to give him six, eight inches off the plate. It's like, just yeah. fucking, why do you make your own brand? Call the fucking game. Right. I, if I it's a strike, it's a stick. Fuck I'll stretch it me. to like six, eight inches on the outside. It's just dumb. Like, dude, I don't want you calling a, a pitch six inches out on me and then me swinging at the next one and having to get pissed at you because I had to swing at that because you're an asshole. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's the worst feeling in baseball when you strike out and you're already pissed. Yeah, but then you take it on on the ump because you feel like he made you swing at a pitch <laughs> that you wouldn't have. 
<laughs> yeah, I feel like this is because of you. I've had quite a few of those umps, even just on the mound. I feel I've like that's that the softball. whole. A lot of the Duluth, the Duluth umping core is kind of like that. <laughs> I feel like the Duluth Scratch umping it. circuit wasn't wasn't great. So we get that. <laughs> Reliving my childhood baseball days right now, listening to that. Ah, <laughs> oh, Christ, out of crutch. Dude, I wanted to ask you. So, when did you get into drumming? That happened. That happened early. So, yeah. yeah so, there's a picture um, of me. I'm um, maybe maybe two with my first drum set. Really? Yep. Uh, that happened pretty early on. I didn't actually get like a full kit you know i don't even actually remember when i got like the full kit and i was able to actually put stuff together besides just being a two-year-old going yeah noise uh-huh. um i mean some of what i s- still play is just noise to some people but whatever <laughs> um and uh yeah so i started playing that at an early age and then stuck with it all the way through high school did in, you just like practice or did you do like school or how did it work? Like were you in like bands with buddies or what? So I was in band in middle school. Um and the little rebellious kid that I was, I was like, I'm not gonna sit here and have someone tell me how to play the drums when I can go home, put on a CD in the C D player, listen to a couple songs like three or four times and then just jam start start going on it. Yeah. So I learned almost a hundred percent by a year. Yeah. What do you what do you uh play predominantly? Pantera Mouth for War, what's your <laughs> a lot of double bass uh, shit or Yeah, so I went so growing <laughs> up I started playing like the the classic rock and like the roots of where I guess you can say metal started from. So like a lot of the Black Sabbath, um, Led Zeppelin and then that moved into like a punk rock movement for me for a while. Um, and then that evolved into uh, like the heavy metal hardcore scene in Duluth. There was actually a really good um, scene for that type of music in Duluth while I was growing up. Uh, so I got to do that with some of my best friends and played music and had a lot of fun. And then now uh, we the band is called Whiskey Burn, and we, we're a cover band, and we do a lot of different types of music. Awesome. We'll, yeah, we'll cover, we'll do like punk rock or like party rock versions of Paul Abdul yeah Paul Abdul <laughs> you ever do Slipknot uh, I like them I don't know no, if, did, you not- we did don't. you notice that was Corey I Taylor I did I've okay. seen Van Zandt up there yeah yeah and I've seen Stevie I got yeah. some A7X guys in the room too okay so heck yeah yeah the, I, I still think Iowa is one of the best that album's phenomenal I, I their newest metal. album uh We Are Not Your Kind actually kind of a lot of the melodics are like Iowa Okay. So I, I often mow to that song. Yeah. 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 The yard is looking immaculate. Yeah. Thanks, Spring Green, for Stripe, that. Stripe show out there. It's <laughs> unreal. A little bit of rain right now, too. It's just going to it's gonna be great. When the neighbors and their kids walk by, I'm listening to Heretic Anthem. Yeah. If you're 555, five, five, then I'm 666. Six, six. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, Bob? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just slam it back Dude, on and crank it up. Best I love thing, it. Best thing happened to me last week. I mowed the lawn for the first time this year, and I opening oh, day, big day oh, for a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. So I just <laughs> I went out there and I I was like I'm gonna execute this the best way I can. So I went out there, didn't bag it at first, and then went back over the oh, whole yard yeah. with the bag, clean lines. Oh yeah, no, it was it was perfect. And I'm out there, and I'm going to put they so they dug up our like front yard last 
fall in North St. Paul to put new gas lines in. Oh, sure. And then they came back around this spring early on, leveled it, and then put, like, seed down. So Got it. So I'm out there just looking at the yard. You can tell I'm just feeling myself. Total, <laughs> like, feeling great. This is uh, the start of our second year in this house. I'm nice. still not a lot of people in the neighborhood know who we are yet. Just uh, striping it. Yeah. Just striping it. But I feel like that's a big, like, I'm here, motherfuckers. Yeah, here's like, my brand. Yep. So I don't know if you know about I me, want. but you're gonna. So you're I'm, gonna. I'm going to put the sprinkler out to water that's, water the seed, and older gentleman and his wife are walking by, and he stops, and he goes, hey. I'm like, hey, how's it going? Great looking yard, man. <laughs> I love Great it. Great looking yard. He, and I, oh, that, you, you don't know how good. You melted. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> Just get I, out of here. Yeah, yeah, I was like, you, thank you. No, no thank, thank you. you. Yeah, Come thank by any time. Yeah, Come by any time. Absolutely. If you can do this once a week this whole summer, come by, tell me I'll get my yard look. <laughs> I'm going to keep it that way. Is Every your yard, Wednesday at 7 p.m. I'm gonna is be your out. yard going to seed now? So mine's going to seed in the back. That's when you take the old mulch and just slam it in. A lot of nutrients yeah. I've read in the uh, when it goes to seed. <sighs> yeah. And don't, and don't use true green. I don't. I use spring green. Now, a true man would just buy shit and do it himself, but it's the same price for me because I don't have a lot of square footage here. Sure. So, like, if I buy the four-bag, the Scott the, system, the it's, like, the same person. price. My dog's having a nervous breakdown over here. <laughs> yeah, good old chasing a tail. I love they it. They do a good job, though. I mean, they, like, we got neighbors who don't give a shit, so there's Creeping Charlie and stuff. So, I want, like, they've got the correct mixes. Okay. And all I do is piss a little water on after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It does look good, I tell you. It's it can get a lot better, man. I it's it's been dry, so right now that now that I know you striped yours, I'm gonna have to go buy a striper and try to one up you. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll be out weed whipping tonight. <laughs> God damn it! We do have a neighbor that mo- weird guy, weird I, old yeah. Moses lawn at night. We got a neighbor who mows his lawn. Like in the dark? Like, how many know, like, days of summer are there? 150? He mows his lawn. In Minnesota? <laughs> my yeah, my neighbor mows his lawn that many times. Dude, it's ridiculous. Why? Really? Yeah. What? Why? Why does he? Well, just because. I think he doesn't like his wife, and he oh. doesn't want to be inside. That's my guess. Sure. Pure conjecture. I have no idea. That's actually not bad. It's probably, <laughs> that's probably pretty fair. Um... Dude, I was gonna ask you about drumming too. What? Uh, oh yeah, that's right. We can, yeah, we'll get back on that. <laughs> what's your What's your favorite song to drum? Currently, currently, my favorite song to drum is the we do a mashup of when the levee breaks and you don't know how it feels by Tom Petty. So it's uh-huh. a mashup of when the levee breaks by Led Zeppelin. Uh, so the drumming. And guitar and bass is all uh, when the levee breaks for the verses and the intro. And then the chorus goes into the uh, You Don't Know How It Feels by Tom Petty. Um, So the verse words. So verse, I think, one and two are Tom Petty, You Don't Know How It Feels lyrics. Okay. The choruses are Tom Petty ly- lyrics, and then the third verse 
is when the levee breaks lyrics. Breaking it down. Yeah, and then goes into the you don't know how it feels chorus. When do you play next? Um, our next show is going to be June 12th up at the Chickadee in Barnum. Uh, and then our next show in the Metro here is July 17th at Shakopee Bowl. Uh, which actually Dave yeah. Johnson, who's a guy who has a kid in the Blizzard program, and he's a big Blizzard supporter, um, he owns that joint. Yeah, yeah. Super, might have to hit that. Yeah, super cool place. Shock Town. Yep. Yeah, that is. I didn't know they did live music. Yeah, they got that little stage area. Okay. Yeah, we actually played there. We didn't like a little. So we do two things. It's actually really cool that we get to do this. Um, we do a full-on electric show where we just we go and we try and bring the party as much as we can um and then our other type of show that we do is more of like an mtv unplugged vibe so more more of like kind of a sit down but still you're kind of like bobbing having a good time i mean we've had shows where we go into it and we're like this is going to be more of like a chill show we're just gonna we're gonna play our songs it's going to be a great time. People are going to love it, but it's going to be more of a sit-down vibe. And we get there, and we get, like, halfway through a set, and every like people are out celebrating, or people are just in a great mood, and they're loving live music, and there's people up dancing for, like, an unplugged <laughs> set. It's, all, right? yeah, it's so much fun. We played a show at the... Uh, still in Stillwater in, in this alley outside of this bar called the Lumberjack. And they put like a road close sign and they put all the chairs because it's in like the height of COVID. So they put all their chairs and stuff in the alley. Super cool. Put up lights and stuff. And I'm sitting on there playing the little box cajon. <laughs> and they, like, I'm like, all right, this is pretty cool. This is an awesome venue. Um, and then we got like halfway through our first set and people are up dancing and like same thing i gotta match that energy by slapping a box like my don't get hands, cute with that one Lucy. my hands were again don't get cute with that one my hands were raw at slapping box dude till his hands went raw yeah it was <laughs> something else it was that's it was fucking sweet cool. that is cool i'm gonna have to check you out man yeah that'd absolutely. be fun, fun to watch for sure yeah that's... all of our stuff for that is at whiskey burn mn cool i'll um, check that out yeah, that's on all all platforms. That's our website too. So cool. Um, fuck, dude. When do you sleep? Um, you coach. You do hunting and fishing shit. Yeah. In a band. Our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I tr- I don't know. I think it stems from just being so active when I was younger. It's I just good for never you. never came out of it. Um. So, my I'm sure my I'm very thankful to have a wife that's very supportive in all of my hobbies and things that I love to do. And she shares a lot of that stuff with me too. That's cool. Um, so she, she knows how big a part of baseball is in my life. Um, and she drove to games. She was a dedicated fan, you know, and then, um, fishing, she'll come fishing with me. She does all that stuff. Uh, you guys going to be to get, have been together a long time. I take it. Yeah. How yep. long? So seven, a little over seven years. Congrats. You want to give her a shout out? Is she going to listen to this? I hope she listened to it. Slam slam a shout out for her. (laughs) Tell her you love her. He just did, right? I mean, he just did. He loves you. He loves you. Yeah, I love my wife very much. Bad boy. 
very much. If it wasn't for her, I probably wouldn't be able to do most of the things that I get to go awesome. and do. Dude, so. that's really cool. Well, I haven't met you, but you sound really nice. (laughs) (laughs) You met her in college? I did, yeah. Met her her junior... Well, we met freshman year, and then we actually didn't start dating until uh, the end of our junior year. Yeah. Yeah, and we've been together ever since. Got married September 7th, 2019. More good points, dude. He knows dates and stuff. Yeah. This is still fresh. You're killing it, dude. You're still fresh. Luther ain't even going to have to edit. Nine, well, it, seven, it helps. 19. Yeah, it helps that they're on our fishing rods. A couple of my one of oh, my, yeah. one of one of my one of my best friends. He was in the wedding. Um, he got us matching fishing rods that have our it has Mister and Mrs. Farmer. Mine says Mister, obviously, and her says <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. And then it's, it's and then 2021, it, dude. Yeah. You never know. And then it has the date <laughs> on it, so. And thankfully, we were fishing with them last night, so it's fresh in my brain. But awesome. Good story. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that's good stuff, man. I mean, I, I'm friggin' good with it. Where are you guys at with it? I was a good, that was, you were a good guest, man. That was, that was yeah. good to have you on. Seriously, we appreciate it. No, I appreciate you guys having me on, and I'm loving what you guys are doing with it. We'll have to get out nice. fishing. Yeah, often. let's get out. Check out yeah. Sup Bros. Check out so, the band. Yeah. <laughs> I'll join. I'll have some brewskis. I'll sup, chill. Sup dude. Yeah, right? Sup dudes outdoors. Sup, two yeah. two U's. Sup two U's. Dude. Yep. Sup dudes outdoors. Whiskeyburnmn. Yep. Dot com. Dot com is the website, yeah, and then just at whiskeyburnmn for all of our other social media. Yeah, I went and saw you guys at the poor house. It was fun, man. It was, it was a good show. Yep. That was... Yeah, I'm, I'm was, going to the next yeah. one. I'm that going was, to the next that one. That was kind of weird because it was like. Well, it was there weren't that many people, so it was kind of hard to for you guys, I bet, to get like some energy and like. Yeah, and it was kind of weird because I think that place is so used to having like a good amount of people in there without right. COVID, so a lot of the acoustics just bounce off the people. Yeah. So it was the guy that we had for sound had had a tough time kind of dialing that. But it in. did sound good though. Yeah. It was. No, definitely appreciate that. Pr- yeah. Appreciate the feedback. It's always yeah, wel- feedback's always welcome. So yeah. unless it's bad, then just keep it to yourself <laughs> and then stop. We'll yeah. do that. Thanks thank for you. being on, man. Then that was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. we're gonna we're yeah, gonna fi- we're gonna fish. I'm gonna watch you play, but we appreciate you being on, dude. For real, good absolutely. shit. Yeah, man. Yeah, thank good you guys. Stuff. Yeah, appreciate it, man.